Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today, testing the voice of the shepherds. John chapter 10, verse 14. And the Bible says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Every one of us will be sorely tempted. Our faith will be tried to the uttermost. We need to be anchored in Christ, rooted, grounded in the faith. Satan works through agents. He selects those who have not been drinking of the living waters, whose souls are athirst for something new and strange, who are ever ready to drink at any fountain that may present itself. Voices will be heard saying, Lo, here is Christ, or Lo, there. But we must believe them not. We have unmistakable evidence of the voice of the true shepherd, and he's calling upon us to follow him. He says, I have kept my father's commandments. He leads his sheep in the path of humble obedience to the law of God. I'll read that again. He leads his sheep in the path of humble obedience to the law of God. And I just will insert here that I think that is one of the key sentences in our reading because the title is to test the voice of the shepherds. If your minister or pastor is not leading you in the path of humble obedience to the law of God, all of the law, then he is a false shepherd. So I will continue reading. The voice of a stranger is the voice of one who neither respects nor obeys God's holy law, his just and holy and good law. Many make great pretensions to holiness and boast of the wonders they perform in healing the sick. When they do not regard this great standard of righteousness, but through whose power are these cures wrought? Yeah, whose power are they cure healing people? Are the eyes of either party opened up to their transgression of the law? And do they take their stand as humble, obedient children, ready to obey all of God's requirements? I think she's asking. So uh, the people that these pastors are curing and healing, do they ask them to, to, to um, obey all God's requirements? as part of being healed and to go into the path of obedience now? Or does he profess that? But he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. That's 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. And for those people who only believe the New Testament, that's the New Testament. If those through whom cures are performed are disposed on account of these manifestations, to excuse their neglect of the law of God and continue in disobedience, though they have power to any and every extent, it does not follow that they have the great power of God. So they're claiming that they can heal people, so therefore they've got God's power, and it's not about how they live their lives, because you can see God working in their life, but what you actually see is the power of demons, right? So continuing on, on the contrary, it's the miracle-working power of the great deceiver. We must beware of the pretended holiness that permits transgression. Okay, I want to read that again. We must beware of pretended holiness that permits transgression of the law of God. Those cannot be sanctified who trample that law under their feet and judge themselves by a standard of their own devising. And that would be their own devising if they said, well, God's working through me in my life. I'm saved, once saved, always saved. My life is, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm saved. 
and um, I'm going up in the rapture or some such thing they might say, which I've heard many times, but um, obedience of God's commandments is one of the tests of a true shepherd. We just read. So apparently we are to test those who claim to be shepherds or ministers of all kinds to see if their fruits are in harmony with God's law. So the Bible reveals two whole laws. The first whole law, now I'm going to share something with you, these two whole laws, where they were kept, who wrote them, and uh, which one was nailed to the cross. It's going to be a real quick little study here. So if you want to write these down, James chapter 2 verse 10 says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Now which whole law is this talking about? Verse 11 tells us, For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. So if you commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, you are a transgressor of the law. So this is this whole law. The first whole law is the Ten Commandments. That's James 2, verse 10. Now let's turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 3, and we will find the other whole law. Galatians chapter 5, verse 3, if you want to write that down. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. There's another whole law, and this has to do with circumcision, which is not in the Ten Commandments. This is the ceremonial law, or Moses' book of the law, that he wrote in a book. All right, The Bible reveals these two whole laws. The tables of the law, or the Ten Commandments, the book of the law, often referred to as Moses' law, for he wrote what God dictated to him in a book. Let's read about Moses' law that he wrote in a book. Deuteronomy chapter 31, if you're writing this down. Deuteronomy chapter 31. And we're going to read verses 24 through 26. Twenty-four through twenty-six, and it came to pass when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book, until they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, "Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee." So the tables of the law were kept inside the ark. Let's find that in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 1 to 5. Chapter 10, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. At that time the Lord said unto me, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and come up unto me into the mount, make thee an ark of wood, and I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest, thou shalt put them in the ark. And I made an ark of shittim wood, and I hewed two tables of stone like unto the first, and went up into the mount, having the two tables in mine hand. And he wrote on the tables, according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord spake unto you in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, in the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them unto me. And I turned myself, and came down from the mount, and I put the tables in the ark, which I had made, and there they be, as the Lord commanded me. The tables of the law, the Ten Commandments, were inside the ark. And we just read that the book of the law, written by Moses, dictated by God, was in the si in a book, was in the side of the ark. Okay? And um, so 
in testing the voice of the ministers and pastors, if they do not honor God's law on the tables of stone, they're false teachers. No matter what miracle they may perform, God will not perform miracles through unfaithful shepherds. So, which one was nailed to the cross? Which one was fulfilled by Christ? The ones that looked forward to him, the annual Sabbaths. There were seven annual Sabbaths. There were three main that all men were required to attend. These were the ceremonial laws, which were nullified because Christ fulfilled them all. We don't have to sacrifice anymore. They were nailed to the cross. So there are many false prophets. Matthew 7, 15. If, uh, so if they... If they uh, say you don't have to keep the Ten Commandments of God, they're false prophets. Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. And beware of false miracles. Mark 13, 22. Mark 13, 22. Even if they perform miracles, that doesn't mean that they're real. Mark 13, 22. Or false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders. To seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. Yes, false Christs, false prophets. Performing wonders and miracles through the power of Satan. By their fruits you shall know them. Matthew seven sixteen. Matthew seven sixteen. We just read Matthew seven fifteen. Beware of false prophets. And sixteen says, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? And these were Christ's words. So um we read that. If those through whom cures are performed are disposed on account of these manifestations to excuse their neglect of the law of God and continue in disobedience, though they have power to any and every extent, it does not follow that they have the great power of God. On the contrary, it's the miracle-working power of the great deceiver. So I know that there's a lot more on that subject and I'm it's on the tip of my tongue to keep talking but I'm going to look a promise up for you Psalms 48 verse 14 for this is God our God forever and ever he will be our guide even to death and Proverbs 3 verse 6 in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths let's close with prayer dear Jesus thank you Lord for your word or the clear instruction that helps us to understand that your law, the tables of the law, are forever. There are principles that everyone lives by in order that every single life can be happy and fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. Please help us to be willing to surrender to your will and to come into complete obedience. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me, brothers and sisters. God bless you today with abundance and great understanding and wisdom. And I hope to see you again in the morning.